Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. How's things tonight, lads? All right, yeah. Sun is shining. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A bit some tunes. Yeah. Got a, some covers. Got a pint of Guinness in the go. Everything's good, man. Mm. A Monday night, man. Huh? Yeah, f- yeah fucking that's... alcoholic. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a wild man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You are the, you are the fucking nutcase. Aye. Hold, hold, hold <laughs> on, I adjust my wig. Aye. Get your Marillion t-shirt, your dress trousers. I shut the fucks. I dye my hair. All kinds of exotic colours. <laughs> what do you do now? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, anyway. Hi, so this episode, we're going to be talking about Queen covers, so cover versions of, not the covers of the albums, the Queen cover versions, so cover versions of Queen songs by various artists. Quite a lot of rock and metal in this, I have to say, because it seems to be that there's quite a lot of rock and metal bands that cover Queen, so... um, Makes sense. But there's a lot of... It's quite a diverse little little mix uh, here together. And uh, the playlist for this that we will post this up on uh, Twitter. So if you're listening to this further down the line, if you just look back back in our Twitter feed around about to the, the time this was published, you'll see um you'll see the the, the tweet with the uh with the sort of playlist for this. There are a few tracks that are not on Spotify because this will be a Spotify playlist. So you will have to go and search for them uh, separately on YouTube. We'll put those links up as well, of course, but they will be kind of separate from the from the actual playlist. Um, so yeah, we've selected um, the 14 tracks. You know, Hopefully we'll get through all 14, but if time gets against us, we might just cut it short and uh, maybe just tweet about the ones that we missed out or something, but uh, we'll see how it goes and see if we get uh, get to all 14. Um, there's, there's pro- we could have probably actually put in about 20, to be honest, um, but just in the... In, interest of time and all that and we've just cut it down to 14 so quite a lot of styles on show and this little list so we'll see how we get on with that so the first thing i'm going to do i'm just going to get right in there uh, guys first thing i'm going to do is going to ask you a question so i'm going to come to joe first so joe yeah for yourself what makes a good cover version yeah that's that's an interesting question for me personally, a good cover version is taking the, the song, putting your own spin on it, but ultimately staying true to the, the essence of the song. So I don't like covers that deviate too much. I don't mind, like, structurally, I like things to, if it's a cover version, I kind of like things to be the same, you know what I mean, structurally. But like I like when people mess with speeds of things, like maybe if it's a fast song, people maybe slow it down, you know, do it acoustically if it's an electric song. I'm all about that. Um, if it, you know, providing it, it's like I said, it, it kind of maybe uh, brings a different dynamic to a song, mm. which is pretty cool. Kind of like the way um, A Perfect Circle did uh, Imagine, which uh, was pretty cool. You know, Imagine's quite a, you know... A, I don't personally like it, but, you know, it's quite a unify the world sort of thing, and their cover of it was really dark, and it was quite a cool take on it. So, for me, that's what makes a good cover. Um, And as well, I think you can tell 
when somebody covers a song, and we'll talk about it when we speak about these songs, I think, um, you can, I can tell the bands that are really Queen fans, and I can tell yeah. the bands that were maybe just recommended by somebody else, or maybe there's only one guy in the band that's been into Queen, and I think you can tell that. I think you can tell with some covers that everybody was a fan, and, yeah. and, and there's other ones where it's kind of half-assed. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that, aye, that's pretty much <laughs> what I would say. Yeah. Okay, Paul? Yeah, I would agree with um, everything you said there, Joe. But there, there are some times when, you know, bands will do a pretty straight cover version, and and, and even that's good. Aye, but, totally. But again, aye. you know, um, but but it must be something about they they keep the essence that you can uh, they can you can tell that they like this band and they're you know, yep. um, off the top of my head, um, from nineteen seventy two, uh, Status Quo's version of Roadhouse Blues by The Doors mm. is fucking great, but it's not very much different from the original. Just like a little bit heavier, you know, the guitars are a bit heavier, but it's the same structure, same everything, you know. The convictions uh, there. Yeah, yeah, and and the yeah, uh, so it's a, it's one of those ones. It's it's a, it's a bit like trying to explain how you like a song, what or why you like a song, or you know, it's very hard to do, you know, when someone puts you on the spot. Um, you you have to, I suppose, like anything musical, you have to feel it. Yep. Um, for it for for it to be good, you have to connect with it in some way. So um, it can be pretty straight. It could be cut to ribbons and, you know, pasted together in a different way. Um, sometimes lyrics can be changed and all that. But as long as you keep the essence of the original song, um, you know, if, it, if the original song is angry or, you know, um, soft or, you know, if, you, if you've got those elements still there, to remind you that of the song that you're, you know, you're, uh, it's been covered. Then, that, yeah, that's that's all in there. And uh, I've just realised I've just been rambling a lot of shit there. But I, I, I think the short answer is I'm not really sure what makes a good cover version. I just know a good cover version when I hear it. <laughs> Sorry, Aye. that's you know, rabble um, on, mate. Rabble on. Yeah. You're sacked. <laughs> Mind you, have sacked you, mate. You're out, mate. You, you're you, out. Can't, you can't even answer a basic question here, man. So, I, what just, use are you to a podcast? I'm just being honest, man. I'm, you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm from the streets, you know what I mean? I, it, I just mate. tell it like it is. You, you know what time it is, mate. You know what I, time it is. <laughs> well, the streets of the streets of Tory, fucking Eastern Bartonshire, or fucking <laughs> East Renfrewshire. Yeah, sorry, East Renfrewshire. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot it. I'm full, man. Get your district. Get your district right. Get your Tory Heartlands right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I no, I think it's. I, I, yeah. I, I think um, you know. I think I, you, the usual. I agree with what you've you've both said. Um, even though Paul, you were saying that you, you know, but what what you were saying did make a lot of sense because I think um, I think it is hard to say what for me anyway. Hard hard to say what a good cover version is because you just know it when you hear it. It's just yeah. going away things. Yeah. I it's not. It doesn't follow the the original structure or, you know, and there's, but there's, the melody's still there. There's something that reminds you of the original song. Mm-hmm. The heart still of the original song is still there, but it's different, but you still like it. Or um, the ones that tend to, the ones that tend to, and as we'll get into this on that, the ones that follow it pretty much completely to the letter are a bit more, they, they, they excite me less. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think when a band puts their own spin on it, and I think even the ones that are like that in this, 
they have put their own sound on it, so it's undeniably got their sound on top of it, but just structurally, instrumentally, it's all pretty much exactly the same. And they're the ones that kind of tend to float me by. Oh, really good, really good accomplished version, but I'll never listen to this again, kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, one of those ones. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. interesting yeah. enough to pull me back in, kind of thing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been listening to some uh, cover versions today, um, sort of noise grindcore versions of Queen, <laughs> Queen songs. I'm only trying to remember the name of the album. Uh, if, if anyone wants to hear total noise versions of uh, Queen songs, but they're... It's uh, quite good, man. It's quite uh, good. Class, man. So, uh, but yeah, so none of these feature on, on this playlist, which is a shame because... Uh, it's a shame because of our quality. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> do, do you want the name of the album? Because I uh, go right for it. Here. What's the name of the uh, album? It's Dynamite with a Laser Beam. Queen as heard through the great... Oh, sorry, through the meat grinder. <laughs> That's an appropriate title. Volume 1. Volume yeah, there you one. go. So they're, they're obviously oh, planning yeah. on bringing Class more Class of Volume 2. Can't <laughs> wait. That's my, that's my Christmas sorted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's... there's, there's, aye, there's lots of cover versions. I mean, I, I think... If I think about cover versions of bands I really like, there's probably I'd probably struggle to think of like five or six that I really really love. Mm, you know what I mean? Same, there's I, I can I just go okay? I've done a good version, fair play to them. But there's no mm. a lot of cover versions I necessarily go back to, um, mm. unless they've you know, you know it's you know I know imagined it or something exactly. I you know there's a lot of covering going on in the in the seventies <laughs> and all that. Yeah, we people taking songs from the 60s and, you know, rework, reworking them and they're, they're almost more synonymous with the people that covered them than they are in the originals and things like that. You get that. Um, but when you're talking about a band like Queen, it's the original versions that are obviously going to be the, more, the most yeah. famous, you know? So, but anyway, um, why don't we delve in and, and get a wee listen? So in this uh, episode, we're not playing the tracks um, because uh, a little polite email came, came our way and uh, we don't want to go to jail, so we're not going to play any more, any more tracks. Uh, it will certainly not be me be going to jail. It'll be Paul, because Aye. it's Paul's idea to do a podcast in the first place. So, yeah. Aye, Paul, it's I, on you, mate. Um, so um, we've already been having meetings with uh, Trent Reznor's lawyers, and I think uh, we're meeting with, uh, we're meeting with uh, you know, What's uh, that Caballi's estate? Freddie's yeah. estate tomorrow, just to hash out the legal uh, reasons why we included some music in there. Ro- uh, Ro- Roger's actually here with me just now. He's got a gun pointed at the back of my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, Paul, you are so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you would, you would rip me off like this. You know? They fuck all the day with they, they fucking albums anyway, so why the fuck's he there? Get to fuck, Roger. Uh, I did backing vocals on Barcelona, you fucking twat. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give him a couple of symbols and he'll be yeah. <laughs> anyway we're clearly just talking utter shite now so oh, I don't want to say talking about music um, so right 14 tracks the first one we're going to talk about is Los Lobos and their cover of Sleeping on the Sidewalk um, Los Lobos if you're not already aware fairly big bands you know fair, mix of rock and roll Tex-Mex country soul Latin rock, you know, there's lots of different vibes in their, in their sound. Um, but this one uh, is very different from the original mm-hmm. and uh, again, structurally the same, but, you know, in terms of the rhythm um, and uh, what they're doing, 
with getting the guitar work certainly is, is different, a lot different as well. So, um, Paul, I'm going to come to you first on this one. So, Los Lobos covering Sleeping on the Sidewalk. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, this, this just came up on YouTube just as I was, I think I was looking for something else, Queen cover related. And, and I saw it, it's, it's on a, an album called Killer Queen or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right, tribute to Queen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, Los Lobos, you know, I wonder what. And it, I was expecting some sort of maybe acoustic kind of Mexican type thing or something. No, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, um, the, I, I get a, a very strong Santana type vibe from it. It's, mm. uh, you know, certainly the backing track that, you know, uh, the, the chords on the backing track is, uh, it's very Latin Santana, you know, playing over the top of it type of thing, you know, Carlos Satana. Um, it's weird. I didn't think it was it was Latin enough. I wanted was, a real, uh, yeah, real Latin yeah, flavored version yeah. of this, and, uh, but, and it was uh, a little bit more straight blues. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, I think the, because, the drum beat's quite quite Latin flavored. The drum yeah, beat that they're using it, is. But it it's, started off, and uh, the way it starts off, I was expecting it to go into more uh, that uh, of that type of thing, and and then and it, the guitars come in and they're just straight kind of blues mm-hmm. guitar, uh, very well played by the way. And uh, whoever it is, is yeah, can certainly play. Um, but it, it's it's pretty good, and and, and the, the vocal delivery is just laid back. It's you know, um, it's it hits all the the, the right bits. Um, it's interesting that they change. Um, I was sleeping like a princess to, to a king, to a king. You know, you can just <laughs> so, see the conversation though. Ain't no fucking way I'm singing princess, <laughs> princess man. I'm not sleeping my friend. I'm sleeping my king. It's <laughs> probably aye. some some macho shite or something. Aye, aye, aye. Aye. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Um, but yeah, it's you know, pretty straight blues song, but very much uh, that they're, they're not aping Brian May's style in any way, which is good. You know, yeah. the it sounds like Carlos Santana to me, you know, it's like that kind of Latin tinged kind of bluesy stuff. Um, yeah, it's weird. That I, I don't, it's, it's weird you're saying Santana. I, I don't really hear Santana on this at all. Um, because he's got a very clean tone, this is a very dirty tone. Um, so but I mean, there again, I'm no expert on Santana to be honest. So, you know, it's, the, more, the the back, back, it's, it's more the backing track, is it more the, the rhythm track? Then, I, ah, okay, I'm with you, right? right. Um, rather because, than the, the um, the actual lead playing, ah, as, okay, as such. yeah. Because it's weird, the guitars kind of remind me a bit of Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's got that kind of yeah, Texas, yeah, Texas yeah. guitar, I, you know, that yeah, Texas, yeah, you know, I kind of feel yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. More than more than anything, you know, that I can hear. But see, if you, if you actually go back and listen to it, as it starts, it's exactly like Strange Brew. Exactly. You can sing Strange Brew over the top of it. Um, mm. So, yeah, have a wee listen to that if you can hear it. But <laughs> I think it's a nice groove to it. I think it's a, it's a really, really cool song. It's one of these kind of... Um, versions that you know you throw in a, in a bar and you heard them singing it, you know, and you're yeah. just sitting, you just be sitting tapping away at your, you know, your hand and you're sitting with your, your beer and going, This is this is fucking really cool, you know. Yep. So it's yep. one of these kind of really absolutely kinda, yeah. uh, laid back, it's really really kind of driven the guitars, but it's, it's kind of laid back at the same time. It's got, I guess, yeah. that Latin vibe that's, that's making yeah. you lounge at the same time, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but I know it's a really cool version, um, Joe. And I it's, it's it's a decent version. I um for some reason I thought it had a kind of sixties vibe. 
Well, that might be the strange brew bit coming in there. Aye, like, like, no, but like, I, I was totally <laughs> imagining, you know, like, you know, the, you see the old footage of the, the girls dancing in the 60s and stuff like that. Where like, oh, right, I never, I never picked up. I, I, just, oh, I, right, okay. mm-hmm. I just get that. I, I kind of had that sort of swing. I'm probably talking shite. Um, That's how you hear it, man. So um, but I can't really say anything else. I thought the guy, I liked the guy's voice. I thought the guy yeah. sang it, sang it Aye. cool. Um, and it might be my Huey Morgan a wee bit. But I don't really have anything else to say. I, I thought it was a pretty decent cover, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't offensive. They, and the things that they did kind of change suited, suited it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And like Paul said, they didn't rip the piss out. They didn't like, you know, eight Brian May. They totally made it their own, especially in the guitar end of things. So, yeah. Aye, mm-hmm. thumbs up, man. Aye. So let's say, uh, Paul, lost low boss sleeping on the sidewalk. Lost low boss sleeping on the sidewalk. Out of 10. Um, out of 10, I'll give it a solid seven. Okay. Joe? I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six too. That's what I'm thinking as well. So good solid score for that one. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. So we're going to shift on to quite a famous cover, I have to say, this one next. Um, and this is Stone Cold Crazy by Metallica. Now, obviously, I don't really probably need to tell the listeners who Metallica are. You know, they were a thrash band once upon a time. And now then, they suck. Then <laughs> turned into who the fuck knows in the 90s uh, and now try to grab the thrash back again. And it's just, it's just, just too old and it's past all, it. It's all a bit tragic, isn't it? So it is. um, but anyway, this version was recorded, I think it was included on, I was an Electra album, um, compilation album in 1990. But the first time I heard it, certainly it was in the B-side to Enter Sandman. And I probably, probably yeah, said for you guys yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I, that's the first time I heard it. Joe, I'm going to come to you first on uh, Stone Cold Crazy by Metallica. Right. I think I've mentioned this before in another pod, probably the Sheer Heart Attack pod, I, I, this came up. Um, this is like nowhere near as good as the original. It's like no. like it's like nowhere near. It's, there's absolutely no low end in this at all. There's like zero bass guitar that I can hear. It's it's so mm. scooped in the mix. Yeah, and um, it's all highs and all lows and no mids. So mids where you get the aggressive attack and obviously. The original version is really aggro. I mean, it's so mm. it's so biting and it really attacks. It's uh, it's thick, but it's got that that edge to the production. Whereas the Metallica version just sounds like it's been recorded in like a vacuum. It's got it's got no. It's it, 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 on paper should be more aggressive because Metallica yeah. are, are recording it fucking like seventeen years later, and you know with all the all the advancements in production. But it, it really doesn't. It sounds like a I don't know. It's just a very weak version of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that at the time when, when I bought this and it was a B-side, I was a big Metallica fan back then. And uh, and I liked and I really liked it because they were covering my favourite band. And at the time, Metallica, they aren't so much now, but back in the early 90s, they were, they were one of my favourite bands. So I kind of had a wee soft spot for it. But I don't think it's bad. I think they've done it justice. I think it's just the production really fucks it up for me. More than anything, I think James mm-hmm. sings it very well. I think I like what he does with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think I uh, you a lot of the same things. I 
uh, kind of written down here. I think it's it's a, obviously they produced it themselves as well, so it's a right. very it's a very garage kind of version of it, almost like them a rehearsal tape type vibe to it. Um, which which it's actually got a bit of charm. But when you're talking about the fact that you know, Joe, you're mentioning about the, I guess, the aggression and mm. the, the original Queen version. This Queen version is much more aggressive than this because, oh, especially when you come into the after the chorus song called "Crazy," you know, and then Brian makes the guitars really open up and they're really layered and they're louder than the drums almost. And they're just you know that way it just really overtakes you. And this, the guitars are just so tight, it's like they're choked, yeah. constantly choked. Yeah. And, I, and, and I think, obviously, with that bass being missing in the mix, you know, I'm very almost, you know, non-existent in the mix again, as you said, because I hadn't even, I even thought about that, but it's a very, it's a very kind of choked kind of sound. Scooped, um, aye. and scooped out, you know. But um, but no, I do like it. I, I do like it. It's, it's um, I suppose it's not about what's better, you know, the Queen version of this. No. We didn't do that with Lost Lobos. It's, it'd be a, it would be unfair mm. to do it to this. Um, but, but I think, I know there'll be a lot of Metallica fans of, oh, this is far, far superior and all that, but... Ah, but they're fucking deaf. If they yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I do like it. It's a, it's a cool version. And, I, and the solo that Hammett does is actually quite, quite cool. Aye. Quite like, quite Aye. faithful to the original as well. So, mm-hmm. um, no, a cool version. It's, uh, aye. And then they do a few, few interesting things with the double kicks and the, like the second verse and all that mm-hmm. and things like that. So, so again, they've kind of stuck to, it's pretty much a straight cover in many ways, but it's got enough of a difference to it and they're putting their own slant on it to make it, to make it interesting. So no, no, that, again, I think it's a, I think it's a good version. And so you'd catch this on, obviously the first track we talked about, you catch that on the Killer Queen, Tribute to Queen, the Lost Lobos one. If you wanted to hear this one, you'd catch it on Garage Days, I think, uh, Revisited. Um, uh, yeah. You know, if you actually wanted to hear it. And obviously it'll be on the Spotify as well. But uh, but Paul, anything else to add into, into the mix for us? Yeah, you've you, you covered it. Um, it's got nowhere near the intensity of the original. Um, and uh, and, and like, like you were saying, Joe, it, 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 at this particular time, it was good. I, I felt good about the fact that one of the biggest bands in the world at the time, Metallica, or, or were about on to be On their way to be, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, had covered Queen. And you'd had uh, like Axel Rose doing Sailor Me Sweet Sister, you know, on yeah. stage and all that. So badly. it fit <laughs> very badly, yeah. <laughs> but you felt as though, you know, uh, Queen, Queen were finally getting some recognition. Yeah. Yeah. The me- from the metal world, die. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and that was good. That was good, you know. Um, and and it's, 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 a, it's, a good, it's a good cover, you know, but right. it's, yeah. Um and and as David said, we shouldn't have really compared it to the original, but nah. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I yeah. 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 And I think that's like even coming back to the guitars. I think it's just again, just I don't want to kind of labour the point here, but you know the whole the way it's played, it's just it's it's all chugged. Too tight. It's too it's tight. Brian plays it. He plays it. 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 Plays Ah, exactly. Tight and, that, and that works, tight for, as fuck. Ah, that yeah, works for Metallica. That works absolutely. for Metallica. That's why I love his Aye. rhythm playing in Metall- early Metallica. But like, Aye. I mean, if it's... this was a Metallica song, you blast this fucking. This is shit, hot, man. That's amazing. Aye. Aye. I mean, it's Aye. like you know, um, definitely. You know, but, uh, why is this a Ah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, no, really cool version. Okay, out of ten, Paul. Uh six. Joe. 
aye, six. Six. I'm going to go a wee bit more than that. I'm going to go seven because I think it's still a really cool, cool no, I, I mean, like I said before, like in the rating system, like end uh, over a five for me, still a positive. Oh, like, fuck you know, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like saving the first five. one, six for the first one was a good, yeah, a good score as well, man. Yep, cool. Um, brilliant. Uh, Dream Theater is next. Oh, no. So, Dream, <laughs> Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Um, are a band from, uh, well, they've got members from Canadian members and American members, but essentially an American band. Three of the members went to Bentley School of Music in Boston, and they're a band, they're a prog metal band, and they're very popular with uh, a lot of me- metal fans. And, and our friend Dan uh, is a big, big fan of them, but, uh, you know, uh, we none of us are fans of them, I have to say, and I think that'll become apparent when we start to talk about the cover versions. Uh, so what do they do? They do three, actually. It's a kind of, it's not even a medley, it's actually three songs back to back, and it's the three songs from Sheer Heart Attack, actually in order. So it's Tenement Funster, Flick of the Wrist, and Lily of the Valley. So they do those three, three songs. They're one of these bands that like to cover lots of different bands um, often, you know, and uh, so let's find out how they how they actually do the do the Queen songs. Then, so I'm going to hit Paul first. Paul, you start us off then with with Dream Theatre. Um, I d- I really don't get this band at all. I don't. I, 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 it's not I, about the bands. About the the the, the, the I covers know. though. I know, but you, <laughs> you can't you can't talk about the songs without talking about the band. You Give can't us- say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we, we need to give a bit of context. Aye, totally. Um, Why we yeah, hate this? I, I, so I, I don't get this band. I, I, I get that they can all play and they're all very gifted and they can, you know, sight read and God knows what. They're, they're all very talented in that sense. Yeah. But they've got no heart. They've got no balls. They've got no blues. They've got fuck Amen. all that, that, that I can see that, you know, I, and, I, and I get that loads of people like them. Fair play. That, um, so, that Dream Theater fans send your death threats. <laughs> <to Paul Moody. laughs> I, I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm just from, I'm from the streets, man. I just tell it like it is. That's it, man. You're I'm, an uneducated I'm, fool. I, I'm sick of it is what it is. I'm trying to get a new catchphrase going. Mate, that is your <laughs> fucking catchphrase, man. I'm from the streets. <laughs> I'm from the fucking streets, man. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that's no catch. You see, your first one, <laughs> your first one worked because you and unintentionally kept saying it, but now you're trying to get a catchphrase. Doesn't it work? Aye. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> this is this is the stage of the podcast where we're just overreaching for shit because we're trying to stay uh, fucking stay relevant, relevant mate. Uh, stay for the streets, mate. Anyway, back to Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't really get them as a band. Um, these covers. Um, Tenement of Funster, the first one, um, the singer sounds unnecessarily angry to me. The way he's delivering the vocals, he sounds angry. And I'm like, why, why are you angry? And I, and I get that Roger Taylor all, <laughs> always sounds angry. Always sounds angry. But the, the song isn't an angry song. The song's about, you know, someone recollecting the days gone by when they were a teenager or whatever. Or, you know, um, and then um, when we go on to flick of the wrist, he's not angry enough. <laughs> you know, uh, um, the, the way the, the way Freddie kind of spits out the, you know, dislocate, you know. Aye. 
it doesn't it, to me to my ears it doesn't do it with the same intensity but at the, or the intensity they should do you know given the, the words that he's actually singing um, and uh, the solo one is it the solo on Tenement Funster? It's terrible. Ah, it's really it's, bad. It's fucking terrible. Wank, total wank. Um, it's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Well, uh, in my notes here, the solo in Tenement Funster is an abomination. That's in my aye, notes. Aye. So, I totally agree. It's, and, you know, the Petrucci guy can play, you know, but... No. You need to know when not to play. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, before before I start getting angry, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Master <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe. Oh, you really sitting, went, you really sitting went, there with your Dream Theater t shirt on. That's it, man. Uh, it's actually no me, it's an effigy of me wearing a Dream Theater t shirt. I'm going to burn <laughs> uh, after the podcast. Right, aye, all the same things as Paul said there. I hate Dream Theater, um, <laughs> but obviously I, for all the same reasons that Paul said that to me, I, I don't get anything from Dream Theater at all. It's just not my thing at all. But like, I try to go into this with an open mind, you know, you know, as we do in this podcast, and try to give it its its due. And me and David listened to these this medley Christ that must have been about a year and a half ago. Eh? When oh, we were in your uh, house, or in my house ago. actually. Uh, I think it was in your house. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it on in the background and we were like, oh, what the fuck, man? What is this mm-hmm. shit? It was like really like pure hatred for it. And I put it on and I didn't hate them, hate these covers as much as I did the first time I listened to them. But like Paul said, there's there's things about these, these three songs that I fucking turn my stomach. And believe it or not, for me, I... I you know, the first time I heard these, I was more taking a dig at the vocalist, but it's actually more their guitar player that, that really, really ruins these these covers. Um, for the very reason David mentioned and Paul mentioned, the, the guy can't just lay back and, and, and be true to the solo or, 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 or even, you know, take the feeling of the solo and not necessarily emulate exactly what May played, but at least try, kind of try to have the same vibe. The guy's just... Look at how fast I can play in all these shit runs and, and yeah. unne- unnecessary playing that has nothing to do with the vibe of the song whatsoever. It's a very lewd, but it's like a blues track, not a blues track, but it's a very kind of, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. It's here. earthy, it's, it's more earthy than this. It's, yeah. a, it's a sweet. Straight- Aye, it shouldn't have yeah. sweet picking and all that yeah, in it, you know. Exactly. It's, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a kind of walking about the streets. I rebel sort of rock and roll kind of track, and this guy's doing all this sweet picking, this uh, sweet picking and shit, and it's just like, like shut this guy up. Yeah. Um, so that's terrible. Um, the singer, I think he's absolutely abysmal. I can't believe that his band is as big as he is, and that guy sings for them because he sounds like a pub vocal. Guy singing a pub band to me, like he's very, 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 very average as a singer. Um, but you know, I think he, I, I don't think he's like abysmal. I, de- I definitely don't think he's the worst in this list. He is the worst in this list, and a whole as a whole, as you know, all the bands that we're going to speak about. He's, for me, he's the worst singer, but. There's actually somebody in this list that we're going mm-hmm. to speak about who is from a band that I really, really like who actually sings worse on a Queen cover than this guy on these three songs, but we'll get to that. But yeah, 
I wasn't I wasn't impressed, but I will say at least on on the base of the songs, they kept the structures pretty loyal. So I'll give I'll give them that, you know. Ah, you know they they do. I mean they they pretty much stick to the uh, other than yeah the the fret fret wankery that's fucking going on and yep. flicking the wrist and tenement funster. But yeah, they ah, do terrible. They definitely stick to the you know stick to the. But yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. It'll just, it's obviously going to be a bit of an echo chamber here because, yeah, I, I've got no time for, for this band. And I think this is about context here. And I think all of these covers are about context because Joe's mentioning James Labrie, who's a singer, yep. um, you know, not having a good voice. And I agree. Uh, I don't see how they, they can they have managed to get, get so successful. And I think it's because there's a lot of smoke blowing up Dream Theater's arses. Yeah. And they're, they're held up and they're putting a pedestal. It, it it's probably added another 10, 15, 20% on why I don't like this band. Aye, because totally. if they were just a band floating under the radar and I heard these songs, I would have a different perspective on this. I'd be like, vocalist isn't he great, but I mean, they're, they've only sold like 20,000 albums. So, you know, fair play, you know. Mm. But the mm. fact that they've sold a lot of albums and they're held up in such high esteem, well, I would expect the standard to be higher. Aye, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's, the context is important because I, I think there are a few ones that we're going to talk about where I don't th- think the vocals are good at all later on. Mm. But in the context of how, how big their, their bands are and how they're revered, it makes sense. It, it, mm. It's okay. I'm less offended by it. So it is, about, it is about perspective all the time with this. And okay, that's not James Libri's fault that his band are huge and people love him. And that's, you know, fine. Good, good luck to the guy. You know, I'm nothing against the guy himself, but I don't understand the way he sings. But this is the thing. It's like the guy, the guy's vocals. I mean, he's hitting all, all the notes pretty much. Um, he's in tune, but there's no quality. There's uh, absolutely no, no quality in his voice at all. No, no character. No feeling. At all. Um, no it's, feeling. It's just not a good voice. There are certain points of it where it does sound bad. Yeah. It actually, sounds bad. It's not even about quality of, of, of you know uh, our character. It actually uh, goes beyond that. It's uh, actually it's, it doesn't sound good. You know, and 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 there's something that you know, you know, sometimes when you go into the more proggy world, sometimes I kind of vanilla voice is the the type of voice that you're looking for. You know, you're not looking for a big bluesy, a big ballsy kind of singer, an R and B type yep. guy or whatever. You're looking for someone with a clear voice. Aye, that's, you know, that's, that that's, type of thing. Because it's more that, about it's more about the you know a lot in a lot of programs it's more about the the instrumentation and the music. Yes, the yeah. vocals are almost like an afterthought. Yeah, you know, what I mean, in a lot of pro bands, so it's it's almost yeah. just like a nondescript voice that will go over the yeah. top of it that just keeps um, in tune, doesn't overreach, you know, yeah. just, just stays within a certain. Yeah, certain but, uh, but, but this guy doesn't even do that. Okay, right. Well, I think we'll, what we'll do is we'll shift on because um, I've talked quite a lot about <laughs> Dream Theater as a three songs <laughs> to be honest, but that's okay. That's fair enough. I think it's just, um, and again, we're not. If there are any Dream Theater fans out there that are getting pissed off with what we're saying, it's not we're not deliberately trying to piss you off. It's just we're always honest, and this is how we feel about it. And and I'm and I'm no doubt that maybe his singing is is actually you know affected somebody right inside and all that. And that's that's great. That's fine. Excellent. More power to you. I'm not going to take that away from you. It's just not hitting us in the in the right places. You know. All right, lads. So Dream Theater, how are we? <laughs> How are we going to score this one? Uh, Paul, you go first. I will give this one of these three songs um, three out of ten. Okay. Joe, how are you? (laughs) 
No, just uh, just. <laughs> Bamboozled by the scoring system. I'll give uh, I'll give the vocalist two out of ten. I'll give the drummer six out of ten. I'll give the guitar player two out of ten. And I'll just give the fucking the whole thing just two out of ten because it's shite. Yeah. Two out of ten for the whole thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I thought there's some some people in the band that have done better than others. So, so. <laughs> oh sorry, three from Paul and two from Joe. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a wee bit kind. I'll give it four because it's not a complete disaster. There are moments nah, where I'm thinking, nah. you know, it's it's all right. So I'll give oh, it four. Let me let me, all right then. I'll give it three. No, no, enough. you've done, you've done, you've done your two, mate. <laughs> stick by your stick. Nah, encourage nah. your convictions, mate. Ah, right. okay, yeah, fuck them too. <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> I might be listening to this a year for and go, why the fuck did I not give this two? Aye. <laughs> Aye, and I'll and I'll mean Paul still keep it looking cool. <laughs> Aye, exactly. <laughs> Couple That's of hipster it. assholes. <laughs> are you are you saying we'll be both dead because Dream Theater fans have found us and killed us? Aye. <laughs> Just no- noodle guitarist to death. That's it, man. <laughs> Uh, right, we're going to shift on and we're going to talk about the next track, which is Some 41, is uh, cover of Killer Queen. Now, Some 41, you probably remember from the early 2000s, um, sort of pop punk kind of metal band, you know, like, uh, you know, taking the skater, skater image and all that um, and, and kind of just building a kind of their style around that. So um, I don't even know if they're still going or whatever. Or ah, they are. It's still about, aye. Aye, aye. Okay. Aye. Um, cool. And uh, we're going to delve into this because obviously you think a pop punk metal band you think it may be Stone Cold Crazy or She Heart Attack or something like that mm-hmm. or Modern Times Rock and Roll something like that something a bit pacey that, that they might have tried but they've, you know they've picked Queen's first real pop song um, to, to mm-hmm. cover so let's yeah. see how they do with that one let's get your opinions on this Joel start start off with yourself I'm going to put my hands up and say this is out of all the songs that we're talking about this is by far my favourite this, this. I mean, I'm not a big Sum 41 fan. I mean, I don't, I don't hate them or anything like that. They're just, just not my thing. You know, their own music. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm not. If it comes on in the car, I'm not turning it off or anything. It's, but this is. I was actually blown away when I found this on YouTube and I, I messaged it on you guys. I was like, at first, I was like, kind of, oh, what's this going to sound like? And I was floored, like. Mm-hmm. Like the attention to detail, and I know what you're. I know what we were saying at the start of this. You know, sometimes you know, I mean, it's a carbon copy, and um, you're kind of like, I whatever. But this is a very hard song to make a carbon copy of. So yeah. therefore, it's very, yeah. very impressive that they made a carbon copy yeah. of it, and the attention to detail from the the little things like the triangle to the the, the effects on the guitars. I mean, sometimes it even sounds like Brian May's tone. I yeah. Mean, and like we were talking about before, like this is one of the covers where I can tell everybody in this band oh, loves aye. Queen. Loves yeah. Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, 100%. There's, and everybody's like, the, the vocalist, he's, the guy's not an amazing singer, but he sings it very loyally and he does a very good job of it. Guitar players fucking knocking it out of the park with the, you know, with the tones. Um, you know, drumming, backing vocals are excellent, man. Like they're so, the, the attention to all those harmonies, blown away by this cover. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the, Joe pretty much covered it all. I, I, I was amazed at how good this was. I, I, it's a strange, as as Joe said, it's a strange choice for a punk pop band to, to make, you know, one of the Queen's most sophisticated 
songs really you know mm-hmm. um loads of layers and different things happening and um and it, it's astonishingly good you know? <laughs> really good. um for a band that do you know do like fat lip and in too deep and all that you know just these kind of three chord things and to to do something like this you're like what why aren't these doing you know your, own, your own stuff and this kind of I'm being complex you know? aye, aye. The, the harmonies are amazing. It's, it's, I, you know, if, if this turned out to be a joke, it was some other band doing it. I, I would be like, uh, well, I could kind of see that because I, I, I just don't expect some forty-one to ever be able to create something like this. And, and fair play to them, man, because they're, they're better musicians than I, I thought they were. So Why? yeah, they can play. Um, and it, maybe they, you know. Obviously, they could play, and they've just decided. Well, maybe they've decided that that pop punk thing is the thing they like the most, and that's what they want to play. Um, not to put them down in any way, but it's a bit of a shame if if they if the level of sophistication and and what they can do is this kind of thing. You know, maybe do a bit more than that. Um, have a lost opportunity, but uh, saying that they're millionaires themselves. That's what I was going to say. Hey. They've, 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 they've made uh, fat stacks and I haven't, so with the <laughs> Aye. Aye, man, it's just, I like it. I think it's cool how they start off with the, the end of the song. So that's, that's, quite, that's quite cool. Yeah. Um, wee bit different. Um, but aye, as Joe said, it's, it's pretty much this, you know, the, the structure follows the same as as the Queen version. And, and even to the point that, you know, again, I agree with you, production techniques and all that are very similar and even the flange on the vocals mm. um get through the vocals and the Class. same the queen versions um so they've, they've, i totally agree with them they've been absolutely um all queen fans and they've been wanting to do the most you know faithful version they can do um i have to be honest the vocals let it down for me i think they're really really weak um i think musically it's excellent it's really well played and i agree with you both it's they can seriously play and then they're showing that. But the vocals, I think the harmony parts are, are, are okay. They're pretty decent. But the vocals, the lead vocals, it sounds like you could have grabbed a guy off the street that can hold a melody and got me sing over it. I just T- to be fair though, the guy like is in a pop punk band. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm kind of judging it on, you know. No, that, listen, that, listen, I get I get what you're saying. That's just my vibe on it. I mean, it's I you, you know, it's it's but I, I'm just it doesn't matter if it's pop punk, it's it's, it's got to sound good to me and it just it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think they're great. Um, but it's not, it's a good version. Good, good, solid version. Will I listen to it again? I strongly doubt it. It's one of these ones that will do, that kind of just, again, because it's just following the kind of same pattern as the original, uh, pretty much. It's well done. You've got close to being able to do this and you've used all of the techniques and, you know, hats off to you, but it's not interesting enough for me to come back to kind of thing. So I think it will pass me by. So, that's my thoughts on it. So, go cool, you guys are all about it. Um, I like it, but that's it. Kind of thing. That's that one. On that one. So, how will we score this one? I would give this, well, will I listen to this again? Probably not. But I will give this 9 out of 10 for just the absolute wow. effort that they put yeah. into doing this. Mm-hmm. Cool, so man. I'll, I'll, for that, I, because I know these guys love this band and the, yeah. the, because it wouldn't be as immaculately re, <laughs> redone <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. so no, I've totally. got I've got to say 10 out of 10 ah, it's the 9 out of 10 sorry 
nine out of ten. Paul, uh, for for the the shock factor and how good it was and how well done and you know um, blah blah blah. Um, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, cool. I, I was seriously impressed. Yeah. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a six. Um, but I think if there'd been a better vocal over it, they could have took it up to an eight or something like that for me. But um, but I know no, it's, it's listen, it's a it's a version that's worth worth checking out, absolutely without a doubt. And given what we said, pop punk band doing it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. they're showing their chops big time. So absolutely fair play to them, man. It's on 41. All right, we're gonna shift on. So um changing it the vibe quite a quite a bit now. Um and we're gonna move on to Macy Gray and her version of We Will Rock You. Um, I think this was on her album, uh, The Trouble With Being Myself, and this was a bonus track on the Japanese album. But you can get it on uh, YouTube. This isn't a Spotify one. So check this out on YouTube if you, you don't already own it or have it or whatever. So we will rock you. I, I'll start off things with this. I, I think this is excellent. I think this yeah. is one of my favourites in the, the playlist. Um that kind of R&B vibe to it, which you'd expect, mm. which is cool, because it's, again, we're talking about these artists making the, making it their own and having their own kind of sound and vibe on it. And I think it's really clever how they've arranged it, even with the gospel coming in, mm. the gospel kind of choir coming in on the second kind of verse and all that, just again, just mixing it up. And when Macy goes into that second verse ah, it's with a high bad. register, yeah, CSO, our high register's fantastic. Should have sang yeah. the whole thing like that, I think. Aye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I kind of like the, the, the kind of low-key first verse but I guess, guess it's all down to taste I suppose um, but um, it's, it's, it's weird when I compare this to the, the original it's like this is like a you know a lounging you <laughs> know just just wait I'm going to rock you but just wait I'll get you soon I'm going to rock uh-huh. you later on and where the original uh-huh. is like I'm going to rock you right now <laughs> this minute it, it, <laughs> should, it should have been uh-huh. it should have been they will rock you and in brackets later later <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, but no I think it's really clever what they've done with it and uh, you even get the obviously the, the again coming back to the, the faith, being faithful to the original you've got the, the, the stomp and the claps coming in later mm-hmm. on in the, in the, the song rather than starting off um, so I think there's a lot of really cool production techniques. I don't know who was who was in charge of production, but they've been very clever how they've put this together. And and I think the use of the vocals has been has been excellent. I, uh, this is one I would I would go back and listen to to again yeah. uh, quite a few times. I think this is I, I didn't know this existed. This was Paul that put this one forward. And yeah. uh, it's a it's an excellent version, man. So mm-hmm. Joe, come come on to you, and then we'll go to Paul. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I I like this. It's um, I like it because it's a different take completely. It's a, uh-huh. it's a completely different, so it's cool. Um, it kind of the backing track kind of reminds me of kind of you know like early Massive Attack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like like kind of kind of pre mezzanine when yeah. you know that kind of the backing track is kind of similar to that. Um, I the phenomenal second verse, man. Like I said, mm. I, I wish you'd when that when it started at first, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this is okay. And then when she'd hit that second verse, I went, fuck, that's good. That's uh, really yeah. good. And then that kind of made me kind of wish that she'd sang the whole thing like that. Um, that's just my personal taste on it. But because at that point, I really was like, you know, because she has got a good voice. She's got a yeah. cracking voice. Oh, um, good voice. Um, aye, production's really good on it. You know, it's, it's nice and thick. Uh, I pretty much what everything David said. I, I I enjoyed it. It was good. And I liked the fact it wasn't a carbon copy. So that uh, always, yeah. you know, that always goes in its favour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like this. Um, 
great, great vibe. Um, I, I, I just, I, I really like Macy Gray's voice. You know, um, a lot of people unfairly say that she sounds like a duck. You know, and you get, get to fuck. You don't. Who know the that. fuck says she sounds like a duck? It's because of that. You know, uh, that's the, the famous song she did. I try and oh. say goodbye, but choke. Aye, aye. 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 And I suppose she emerged at a time when it was all this, you know, competition singing, as you were saying, Aye. Joe, you know, these folk, Mariah Carey and all that, going to the, the, the highest Aye. range and all that, and Aye. more, you know, just screaming. And, uh, and Macy's yeah. got character to her voice. And, and Macy, she's <laughs> yeah. fucking she's dripping with soul. Tell. Absolutely Aye, dripping with tell, soul man. and blues yeah. and gospel and, you know, just that, life. an old school R&B singer, you know, um, Aretha. Aye. Fucking, you know, all, all those kind of people. Anyway, the song, I disagree with you slightly, Joe, about the the the, the low vocals, granted the, the higher ones. Mm. I, I think that dynamic works for me brilliantly. I know, no, I, really no, I like does. I, I like the really kind of laid back thing and then it just builds up, uh, I, you know, it moves I, up kind of yeah, thing. Um, and the, the gospel thing's brilliant as well. And I was just thinking if uh, Freddie was alive today, he would have fucking loved this song, you know. I think uh, so, definitely. I. Uh, he would have got a kick out of the. the I don't know. Thing. I don't know. Because no? Bri- Brian wrote it, <laughs> we kid on. He didn't like it. He would pretend he'd be like, nah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, we were talking earlier about how Brian May loved the Dream Theater, you know, um, medley. <laughs> He would, and, you know, and completely ignores this, you know. Well, you don't like, ignore this. We just not seen any. Well, there's no, there's no. Exactly. So uh, let's not put words in the. But he, mouth, but you know, he probably, <laughs> probably, he probably doesn't even know it exists, you know. But Brian anyway. likes everything. If he heard this, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> fantastic, yeah, yeah, so so <laughs> good, Macy." Macy's like, "Fuck off, you have puddle headed dick. <laughs> Get the fuck, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> That was a really good, good impersonation, man. She's um, good at a training day when she's like aye. sitting there with a fag and a big nails and all that. And aye, like, aye. Like, like, uh, I want to see your one. Ah, that's that, yeah. It's class. So I suppose we'll uh, we'll get a score on this one then. So Joe, I'll hit you up first. I'll go for a seven. Seven on that one for Joseph. Mm-hmm. Seven. Paul? I'll give it an eight. An eight. I'm going to give it an eight too. But yeah, my favourite version so far um, that we've covered, definitely. Cool. Um, let's shift on. <laughs> Changing the vibe again. And this is the cool thing, but you know, ah, you've it's, got, it's you've that, got uh, you know, a pop punk band, you've got, you know, an R&B artist, you've got... Thrash metal. Thrash metal. <laughs> you know, you've got prog metal, you've got... This is, this is why Queen are... The most important band in the world exactly, to me, man. You know, you've got Lost Lobos, you know, Tex Mex, fucking Latin stuff. You know, it's aye. That's why they fucking rule, and that's why we love this band. So and I know else. there's been a lot of negativity in some of our recent pods. You know, Made in Heaven, and we, we put the boot in, but we fucking love Queen. We absolutely aye. love them, and this is, you know, this is a joy for us to hear other bands and some that we love, some that you know what we liked from the side on sideways or whatever. You know, uh, from side on kind of thing and. We're doing great versions of these songs, so it's great. So anyway, aye, we're going to change up the vibe again. So this is Corrosion of Conformity 
uh, doing son and daughter. Now, Corrosion of Conformity, if it's not a name that is massively familiar to you, they started off as a punk band in the 80s. They sort of graduated towards a more kind of technical metal style. Then they moved to really stoner, southern southern kind of bluesy metal sort of sound. So I really the stoner metal kind of vibe. So that's where they've basically occupied. They've occupied that territory for almost 30 years now. So, um, you know, a few wee deviations when they, when they a few lineup changes and, you know, but it's pretty much been that the whole time. Um, so when we talk about stoner metal, when we talk about son and daughter, it's like a, ma- a match made in oh, heaven. Aye, aye. You know, it's, it's, yep. it's, it's a sludge fest. So I'm going to come to... Come to Joe first, actually, on this one. Um, get your thoughts on corrosion of conformity. Well, to put people in the in the right kind of frame here, I, I love corrosion of conformity. Like you know that they have an album called Blind. It's one of my favourite albums of all time. Fantastic. Um, so album, yeah. So obviously, here, here again, again, one of my a band that I love doing the band that I love the most. So, um, kind of looking for that high standard. Um, I like this cover. Uh, I think they do a good job of it. But I was a little bit disappointed when I found out a little bit more of the backstory on this song because apparently um, the producer, a guy called John Custer, is that right? That's right, that's the one, yeah. He's worked with Corrosion Conformity for like 25 years. I think the first album he did was Blind, actually, and that came out, what, 92? 91, so 30 years. Ah, Well, you're right, 30 years, yeah. yeah. And apparently every time that they would go in to record a record. Um, you know, most bands usually do like a cover for a B-side. And John Custer, every record for 30 years, would say to them, well, you need to hear this Queen song, Son and Daughter. He's like, you guys are made to cover this song. So, and obviously, eventually, in the latest record, they caved in. But that kind of made me a little bit disappointed because it means they were nudged towards covering it rather than we love Queen, so we're going to cover that. So that was a wee bit disappointing when I found that out. Um but they obviously listened to it enough and captured the vibe. I mean, this this, this song's made suppose, for Corrosion of Conformity. Do you know uh, what I mean? So I suppose that's the thing. I mean, because it was just like that, because we we both we all saw the same kind of quote. Because it's mm-hmm. not like a in-depth thing, we don't know why. It could have been like they were all massive Queen fans, but they just couldn't see <laughs> doing that. They're just like, whatever. I don't you know, know, I don't like, know how they could it, no man. It's uh, like <laughs> Because there is a moment on uh, Deliverance, which is the album after Blind, and it's absolutely Brian yeah, May. I would absolutely. come on in that band as a Queen fan, you know. I mean, it's, it's like you know, it's Mono way Mono, isn't it? That's uh, the one, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a mental yeah. kind of like uh, uh, passage. It's, Brian May. it's uh, yeah. completely Brian May, it's his, his tone, his sound, and everything. So, who knows, you know, maybe one or two are, and I don't know, and the rest aren't, I don't know, but. Um, anyway, I suppose it's just all about the version. Anyway, aye, the end of the day, uh, but I think they do a great version of it, um, and I love the fact that obviously you know Pepper. I love Pepper's voice. For aye, any, mm. Anybody that's listening, this Pepper's the singer and the guitar player, or one of the guitar players in Corrosion and Conformity. I love his voice, but he's not Freddie Mercury, and I love the fact that they, they replaced mm-hmm. the, the I want you the, the guitars for the harmonies. but it works. It really, really, aye, does, yeah, really, yeah. really works well. Um, but aye, it's just heavy as shit. Yeah, and it's I it's made for corrosion. I can for me. That's that's all I can say. I yeah, yeah. I, I fucking love this one. This version. Um, it's a uh, yeah. It's uh, stoner metal. It's fucking yeah. The the riff is heavy as balls anyway. Yeah, and they. I like the fact that they're, they're, they've kind of moved the vocals back in the mix. Mm. So it's it's just, it's all about the fucking riff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, let's worship this fucking monumental riff. Um, 
And I like the fact that the vocals are slightly distorted as well. It just Aye. adds to the vibe. It's just, it's, it's great, man. It's just... I um... disagree. <laughs> oh, well. Disagree, homeboy. No, it's just weird. It's, 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 you talk about the distorted vocals. That's interesting yeah. because that's the one thing I'd have took out. I'd have took the no, distorted I, 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 I want I, to hear Pepper's voice because I like his voice. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. he was I, a wee bit... Ugh. Yeah, I would have preferred to hear his, but, uh, you know, that kind of way he sings that pure, like, strained, strained, like, kind of stoner, like, cool. Uh, I, think, I think they were just trying, I think maybe they were just thinking, let's just make this as man, heavy man as, as fuck. fuck. Yeah, make yeah, yeah. everything on it. it I mean, it, does, vocals, it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't uh, ruin it, but if I was producing, I'd be like, nah. But again, maybe we're straining that much to the Freddy. Let's no, no, just no. distort them up. No, no, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think, like, right. as much as I love Pepper as a singer, he's not he's not very good now. So uh, yeah. even on that record that this is on, um, yeah. he's uh, no cross, no crown. Uh, yeah. uh, yep, yep. I mean, it's what, two, three years ago coming? Uh, Aye, like 2018, yep. 2018, I think. Yeah. Uh, 19, one of the uh, two, I. Uh, but that might have something to do with, you know, try to cover be, up yeah. a little bit of it. Uh, so I agree with you there, man. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great, great cover. Um, really, really like it. Uh, I mean, but a big favourite, Rye. Rye from Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Mm. Um, this is his favourite uh, Queen song. I think it's because of this version. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big, a big uh, Stoner fan, I'm a big COC fan. So, um, hello, Rye, if you're listening. I doubt you will be, but if you are. You know, that's that, that's that's we yeah. ones for you, mate. Um, Aye. so okay, pretty fairly standard, but doesn't it? Follows the, the, the structure pretty much. A bit of jamming it towards the end is, is it kind of funny? Yeah. It turns into Sabbath, it sounds like very yeah. Sabbath at yeah. the end, oh, yeah, yeah, which it does it anyway. It does it anyway, aye, aye. 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 Sabbath, aye. Basically, aye. aye, totally. So, uh, aye, cool. Um, let's let's rate this then. So, corrosion of conformity, son and daughter. Again, you'll find us on No Cross, No Crown album or you'll get it on Spotify this will be on the Spotify playlist um, and I'm aware some of these might be a bit out there for you or <laughs> you might be like ah, no I've heard enough you know but stick with it man stick with it um, right, Conformity that's not the album to check out if you're into Corrosive Conformity probably Deliver- good, Deliverance is a good gateway one I'd say but, yeah, 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 if you yeah, like Sabbath and stuff if you like Sabbath yeah. that's a good good point to I'd say so yeah I agree with that right let's let's rate this Paul 9 out of 10 9 out of 10 oh High marks there. Hmm. Joe? Seven. Seven out of ten. I'm going to go with a... I'm going to go with a six. I think it's a really cool version. Six is still a solid solid score. Absolutely. Joe Joe rightly says. Um, Okay, we're going to shift on um, and we're going to go to uh, Karen O and Willie Nelson. Now, Karen O is the singer for the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And Willie Nelson is Willie Nelson, you know, as you know, the country yeah. country artist been about for for decades, mm. um, 150 years. Aye, <laughs> exactly. Sounds like it. Him and Kevin Keith Richards just <laughs> refusing to die, basically. Um, so, aye, this is under pressure. This is, I think, I get the vibe. It's more of a Karen O song with Willie Nelson just yeah. coming in and guesting and, and uh, guesting on it kind of thing. Um, so. I'm going to go to Joe first because I think Joe was talking about this earlier on. So I want to get Joe's kind of take on this first and we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Right. I remember uh, when this kind of came out and uh, it was all over the internet. Uh, people no, were, last people, year, uh, wasn't it? Uh, people, yeah. were, people were talking about it and, you know, and uh, I listened to it and I was like, so fuck. I was just like, this, this is an old man talking. It's like, 
And people go all romantic, romantic the way they do with Johnny Cash. And, you know, the guy's been about for 700 years. So everything he does, he shits gold. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. This is boring. It's so unbelievably boring. Um, it doesn't bring anything to it. The, the girl's good. The girl is very good. I actually enjoy it. If she had did the whole song, I would have probably, I would have been like, this is a nice wee version of this song. He ruins it. And, and and I'm sorry, but I'm not just going to let the guys ask because he's he's some legend. Um, How dare you, man? That's, I a, that's Willie Nelson. That's a legend. You like his arse, mate. I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say, I'll, you know, like I'll, I compared it to Cash. That was unfair because Cash's version of Hurt, is, you can feel the pain in, in, in his yeah, voice yeah. when he's singing it. Willie Nelson is speaking this shit. There's no, it's just an old guy speaking. They could have got an old guy off the street to talk with a cool voice. He's not even got a cool voice, just an old guy talking. So, no, nah, this this version sucks. Ooh, that's fucking harsh, man. Ooh, harsh words, Mister Joe, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's Paul. Like you. <laughs> um, I, I, I've I've got to disagree with you there, Mister Joe. Disagree um, with you, one. <laughs> <laughs> got still raging, but he's getting still locked up. He's got his wife feet. <laughs> I, I love, I love. Uh, weary of life, shagged out old man kind of vibe. I um, so they are, but no, just talking though. You know, for instance, uh, the last Roger Waters album is just that every song is that basically. It's just like weariness and fucking, you know, the world is fucked. And yeah, I, I love that kind of vibe. And, and there's a bit of that in this. Um, but having said that, it's it's Karen O's song, it's her song, really. And Aye. she's she has got a beautiful voice. She is she's got a fucking great voice. Um, and the uh, it's an it's an interesting version. It's um it's not following the convention of the original, really. Even the riffs played on a, an acoustic, you know, just the, the bass the bass strings on an acoustic, which is interesting. Um yeah, and the, <laughs> um you know, it's like the way Nelson just that you know they go into the why why bit, you know, and he's like why why, you know, it's it's I actually really like that. It's fucking, I I think it's charming as fuck, you know. But teach our own man. I, I I can kind of see what you mean, Joe, but I I, I no, like it. Listen, man, everybody to their own man. I'm not going to rip anybody for liking it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Ah, of course, I'm Paul. Uh, You're fucking rang, mate. I say I, I, I like the contrast of the, the, the just the beautiful female vocals and just this old grizzled fucking uh, just fucking. Uh, but like I said, I, I like, like I, I I like that as well if it's done right. But for me, this isn't. This is just boring. But then, then sorry, I'll shut up, David. Over to you. <laughs> um, I, I I like it. I like it, and I even like, I'm the same as Paul, I do like the Willie Nelson bits of spoken bits, and you're mentioning Roger Waters, that's exactly who I think of when I think of yeah. things getting spoken, because, you know, Waters isn't a fantastic singer, but, he, you know, even when he's speaking, it sounds sounds cool, and, I, and I'm I this, Waters, I, eh? I, and I know you, I know you're all about that as well, Joe, but it works for me, um, you know, Willie just come in and speaking, I mean, who knows, I mean, he, he might have been told, listen, I just need you just to kind of basically narrate this almost. Aye, could have been told aye. that, you know. That's what they were looking for, aye. Could have been that, who knows. But but it's whether it works for you or no, and clearly aye. it's working for Joe. So, um, But it works for me, I like it, I like it in that. And then I think on Karano's voice, it's not a particular voice that I tend to like too much because her voice, certainly as it starts off, it's like, you know, do you remember there was a time when every advert on the TV had a twee version oh, of yeah. something? Yeah. And it yeah. would always be a voice like that. 
Aye, you know, sometimes there's a wee ukulele playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like that kind of, you know. So, I, the first time I heard it, I wasn't massively yeah. keen on her voice. And I think nah. it's because of that, yeah. because of like, you know, you'd have like, um, you know, the Smiths cover and nobody's on the advert. And it's like everything, I've anything that, that had a bit of a, Bit of a beat and a bit of it was a bit upbeat or whatever, and they would just suck it all down to a wee yeah. ukulele, ukulele or a piano or that. So it kind right. of reminded me of that a wee bit when I first heard it. So I was a bit, I struggled with it when I first heard it. Um, the only other bit on it that I really like is obviously the steel guitar coming in because, yeah. um, you know, you just hear that subtly in the, the background kind of kicking away. It's a very, as you said, Paul, it's a very minimalist version of it. Mm. And um, even the ding, 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 that's on the piano and that's done in the acoustic, the acoustic sounds mm. really nice on the bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a I, I do like it. It's a good version, um, and I, you know I don't have the same hang-ups that Joe has, but it's no juice for us. It's no perfect. It's no perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's no perfect, but um, just personal hang-ups, man. Right, let's rate it then. Let's move on. Right, Paul, you go first, mate. Uh, seven. Seven out of ten. Joe. Four. Oof. Jeez, oh. <laughs> you know, it's didn't Dream Theatre fucking territory. Right. No, no, dream, dream Theatre was two. That's true. Yeah, but I say you're almost. That's why I said almost. I didn't say right. you're exactly. You need, yeah, see, you need to listen to the words I actually speak. But it's kind right. of... That's a fair jump for a two to a four, I think, about it. <laughs> Double. Uh, I Paul the maths wizard there (laughs) I suppose the difference would be having like two chips and four chips I'd rather have four chips exactly (laughs) exactly mate I'm going to give this a five yes man okay so keeping the hate alive (laughs) five is five is decent Aye, um, decent. That is decent. Aye. There's a few things that I've kind of, you know, you get your list of certain songs and a few things you feel find yourself fighting against. You're like, mm-hmm. no, I need to get with this. I need to, well, well wait a minute, I'm putting too much effort. And I think in certain parts of that song, that was happening. So, yeah. Um, um, but, I, but, you know, there are good things about it. And aye, I do, the, the instrumentation is good aye. on it. It really is Willie Nelson that fucks it up for me. <laughs> but I think, I think uh, for me, he's got, he's, I, I agree with Paul. I think he has got a kind of evocative voice, even when he speaks. Not there's, there's something about the way, mm. the way he, kind of, he speaks, say things that kind of gets to me as well a wee bit, I have to say. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, Bicycle Race. Now, Bicycle Race, this cover is by Between the Buried and Me. Now, they're a, quite a, quite an underground progressive metal band. They're, they're, Fairly big, but you know, probably for in terms of mainstream, they're, they're probably not that well known. But mm-hmm. um, they're from the US and they have covered Bicycle Race. So, again, progressive metal, they'll be used to various time signatures and time changes and all that. So, um, given the song that we're talking about, mm-hmm. it'll probably suit their chops quite well. So, let's see, see how he's got on with this one. Paul, I'll start off with you. Um, on this yeah, one. this is this is a very complex song. Uh, Seven, eight, and four, four, and does that know another up. time signature or no? Probably it could be. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Actually, to be honest, eight over sixteen and a half. Aye, uh, uh, forty-two uh, over twelve. <laughs> uh, lots, lots of meter changes and all that. Um, yeah, as I say, I, I, I've heard of this band. I haven't really heard any of the stuff. So this is a, a Queen cover is the first thing I've heard. Um, it's. A very, very good cover version. Um, it's uh, 
the guy the guy could sing. Um, although, although he seems to have like a German accent, I thought he was German. No, an American, eh? Is it? I, I was getting a vibe of German. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I. David's looking at me as if I'm fucking mental. So the uh, smoke and glue up the back of the bus going to go. I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't have a lot of history on between the buried and me, you know. Um, but so, uh, um, I I say as yeah, it's a very good cover. I don't. I don't have a lot to say. It's quite heavy as well. It's you know it's certainly uh, got a lot of uh, weight behind it. Um, certainly heavier than the original. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's fairly faithful to the original. Um, in terms of um, the, the the actual music, yeah, so it's good. Yeah, I like it, Mister oh. Joe. Uh, I heard this. This is quite an old cover, by the way. This this is really old. I think this is like fifteen year old, maybe, maybe even more. Um, Between the Buried and Me were kind of one of the bands that, that kind of came up around about the same time as my own band. So, like the, when they started, they were like a full on death. They were like almost death metal, believe it or not. They were like right, right. like. Oh, vocals but they were always eclectic um so it kind of makes sense that they would uh you know the, the queen with their band they, they would like um and the singer obviously has has the queen crest one of the queen crest tattooed in his chest full size ah, right. oh cool yeah. aye um it's weird because he just looks like an accountant he's a sweet guy with <laughs> kind of thin guy with like mm. you know doesn't look like a metal guy at all when he's got the queen crest <laughs> it's pretty cool um this one this cover is uh ah, this cover's cool man um like Paul said, I, I, I'm just impressed at the fact that these guys are into Queen. You can hear it the same yeah. way some 41. Yeah, these guys yeah, are yeah. into Queen. You can tell mm-hmm. that. Uh, and you can actually tell it when you listen to their own band because they're they're really eclectic, like Queen. You know, they go from death metal to like show tunes, just like Queen. So, Paul, you'd probably like them if you check them out. Probably You'd probably mm-hmm. like them. I think, David, you've probably heard them before anyway. I saw them, I saw them supporting uh, Dillinger. Aye, uh, the cat right. house actually they, they were supporting um, but it was one of the ones that was I had kind of one eye on it and kind of blabbering to mates at the same time aye. I think so aye. I didn't I didn't pay that much much attention but, um, but I but it's just very loyal to the original and I know the guys love Queen so aye I guess a thumbs up yeah yep. I mm-hmm. think it's um, I mean the production's excellent I mean it's really crisp it's you know it's and as Paul said there's a lot of weight to the rhythm you know the mm. rhythm section is just really weighty and the music is excellent they're, 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 the guys can play man and it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. Play, man. It's really Very impressive. Good. It's kind of, I guess, similar to some forty-one, what they've been able to do with theirs. It's, it's again, it's similar with this. You know that, you know what they've been able to achieve with this because this is a complex song as well. Um, I don't like this, the vocals. I think they're very weak, and um, I think even the humorous bits when he tries to. You know, tries you know, but Freddie injects the humorous bits and he tries it and it just doesn't come off. It sounds ah, I get, awkward. I can get that. Yeah, it yep. sounds it sounds awkward rather than full on. Can I like just it's just go for it, mate? Just just go okay, all in. It's like he's holding back, guys. Yeah, like yeah. You know, so I'm not a fan of the vocals at all. Musically, I think it's 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 fantastic, but again, vocals just let it down for me. Um, and I, I think I said on the jazz one, I can still hear Mike Patton singing this with the, the vocal rhythms. And it would be, be cool if they did manage to get him in the studio to like sing over this vocal, this uh, music track. Is yeah, that sounded fucking amazing. That would, that would be. And then the, the poor singers just walks away in a corner with his big Queen tattoo and just like totally gutted. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly, man. Ne, ne, oh, that's a shame, man. Poor guy, man. I feel bad for him now, man. Aye. <laughs> but, uh, but if Mike Patton's going to sing on your, your stuff, I would of singers will be walking away. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I think it's a, it's a really cool version, and it's uh, it's interesting for anybody that you know that's that's listening that's not 
a metal fan. I, I think you could like this. I, I, it's, I not, think, it's not too and the heavy. Vocals, and that's the thing. The vocals are delivered cleanly. You know, yeah, you mentioned yeah. about you know death metal vocals are delivered very cleanly. You know, um, so they're, they're, they're palatable, I guess, for for people that are not into that vocal style. So, um, no, really cool. So this is you can get this on the album "The Anatomy of" um, by the, between the buried and me. So yeah, um, you can get it there, and obviously on Spotify as well. This will be on the playlist. Do a, cover of, do a cover of Blackened on that as well. Metallica. Ah, nice one. And Territory. Ah, Sepultura. Oh, Sepultura. Nice, one. Uh-huh. nice one. Um, So, Joe, I'll get your marks on this one. Mm. Uh, it's hard, man. I'm going to give this... I would have gave this a seven, but I agree that for me, one of the reasons I don't really connect with this band is as I, I don't really like the boys' voice, mm-hmm. but I think they're a, they're a very good band musically. Um, so I'm go- I'm going to have to say a six, but musically I think it's a seven because it's yeah. very well played. But overall six, but it okay. gives it brings it down a wee bit of singing. Cool, Paul. Yeah, I'll go with six too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go the same. So that's six, 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 man. Number of the beast. Fucking yeah. hell and fire was fucking to be released, to be released man. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you are, man. Uh, cool. So we're gonna crack on and move on to the next track, which is track number nine, and it's nine inch nails. Get down, make love. This is probably one I would wager more people have heard um, through the years. It's quite an old cover. Uh, goes back thirty odd years now. And uh, yeah, I'll kick things off with this one. Um, so nine inch nails. I'm sure you all know who nine inch nails are. Kind of. You know, industrial noise, lots of different influences, but um, you know, they're, they're getting into more electronic now eras these days. It's getting a bit less interesting, I suppose. Yeah, totally. But, yep, yep. Um, but uh, again, still a very, very important band for for us three. And you know, as, as if you want to check out our Downward Spiral podcast, um, you know, you'll find out why. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I listened to this, I kind of remembered it being better than what it is. Mm, it's a bit you basic. Know, ah, when I went back yeah. to it, I was like, oh, okay, all right. It's 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 still really good, really well put together, and and I think the you know the again the the beats and all that are really cool. And given how it, it early it was, he's managed to get some really fat and really thick sounding beats mm. um, put forward. But um, the chorus is the best when it really opens up. Every time I get ah, Trent's voice is great, and it really opens up. The really big massive drum bit and the guitars are kind of went away on that so that bit is fantastic and I think the, the use of the Queen the Queen samples you know that is really cool you know and I know we talked about Unmade in Heaven and Fun It and all that but Trent's mashed it all <laughs> up and done something actually interesting with it and, you know, aye, exactly aye so that's really cool and you even get the wee bit of We Will Rock You at the end the wee kind of car look um, that he uses at the end so really cool um, really inventive and again a guy that we know is a massive Queen fan you know Trent Reznor and and I think it comes across in this version, given the fact that he's using Queen samples and mashing them up as well, you know, um, it suggests so as well. So mm-hmm. um, really a cool version. Um, aye. Uh, Joe? I no much, not much to say about this other than the fact that I, I just kind of like it. You know what I mean? I yeah. like it. I mean, it's on. I'm like, again, I think I kind of get that whole thing that I got with Metallica. I was like, this is a band that I really, really like playing you know, my, one of my favourite band songs. And it kind of gives you a wee smile that you think, you know, a wee bit of common ground. It makes you like that band even more that you think they're Aye. on the same wavelength as me, yep. you know? Mm. And I love Aye. to see my, my band, Queen, getting the, the props from people that I respect. So, Absolutely. nah, it's, it's a good it's a good version. He does a very good job of it, I. Aye, indeed. Paul? Yep. Aye, it's a, it's a, it's a good version. Um, 
Uh, days the same as you, Joe. It, it, it was good that um, so uh, an emerging kind of talent and more, you know, at the time, modern music. Aye, absolutely. It was, it was acknowledging Queen. Um, it was you know that was that was good. Um, yeah, so it's it's, it's, a, it's an excellent version. Um, it's not a patch in the original, but no, then, what, what what none of these songs are. But no. um, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he, he you know he he. He makes it his own, you know. He, you he know, does, he, yeah. Um, and that, and that's that's all you can do. Um, so yeah, very good version. Yeah. Can Can I just interject there? Now that I think on it, right? You know the big crazy bit in the middle of the Queen version where it go the alien part where it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, you think like, why the fuck did he not just totally embrace that part? Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Being, to, a, being, to a big breakdown. it's like weird in aye. hindsight thinking why he didn't take full aye. advantage of trying yeah. to recreate his own version of that part of the song. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make it any less good, but it's no. just I know a yeah. opportunity. Yeah, aye. yeah, yeah. maybe there totally. Um, okay, uh, let's go. This one, Paul. I'll give it seven. Seven. Joe. I'll give it seven. Seven as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it seven too. When I look at between the buried and me, I probably prefer this version, this this cover. And that was six, so yeah, that's gotta mm-hmm. be a seven for me. Yeah. Okay, doke. Fantastic. Right, let's crack on. Um a lot of the listeners will probably have a certain age will remember this cover. So this is Electric Six with Radio yeah. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> now this is fantastic can you remember oh, all the, uh, you know, Roger Taylor getting pissed off because of the video so Freddie comes out of the grave and he's the ghost and he's dancing <laughs> amazing, and he's like, man. fucking brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I love that yeah. like, I was watching the video again today I don't know if you guys looked at the video oh, again, I forgot all about the video man it's, it's, Roger Taylor's an uptight asshole man that guy know, needs to just chill the fuck out man. man I think he said something like thanks for the cash or something it was something like really kind of like, cynical yeah. wee dick uh, aye. so uh, uh, but, uh, the video was fantastic you get the poodles the poodles are ghosts as well I, I don't know why the poodles aye. They're all sitting in the bar still and they've all got pints in front of them. So, nah, it's amazing. Fred, so Freddie's got his pint and the poodles have got their pints and all, he's sitting and just dancing away and then the poodles turn into the band at the end. You see, that's fucking brilliant. Aye, go. Aye. If you've not seen this video, you need to um, see it. And, and if you're offended by it, well, you're offended Get a sense it. of humour. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's... I see it as like, I see it as a celebration of Freddie. No, take yeah. the piss out. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you know, it's because no, the because the cover's very good. So exactly, yeah. I know I've not even talked about the music. <laughs> Freddie would have loved that. Ah, I definitely would have loved that. Aye, aye. Well, Paul coming out the grave part right enough, but but then he's <laughs> aye, well, exactly. So you will not know if to be annoyed about the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Good name for a tune, annoyed about annoyed the grave. About the... <laughs> 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 Aye. <laughs> Definitely. Paul, Paul, you carry things on here then since you started. So. Uh, yeah, Electric Six. Uh, uh, yeah, they've, they've had some good tunes, man. Gay Bar and all that. <laughs> Gay Bar's uh, brilliant. Fucking yeah. brilliant, man. Danger High Voltage. Uh, uh, the, the videos are just gold. Oh, Absolutely brilliant. Um, this <laughs> is, the, as far as I'm concerned, this, you know, Electric Six, Love Queen, and you can hear it and 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 this version as far as i'm concerned um, there's nothing there's no you know um roger roger's just an old curmudgeon he fucking hates everything Aye, except <laughs> except money. Make, making money um uh yeah that, that's for, for me that's a great version it's it, it's fairly 
faithful to the original. It's you know, there's nothing uh, you know, mind blowing, mind blowingly different. Um, it's just guys who love Queen doing one of their greatest tracks. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. I love it. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aye, Joe. Mr. Joe. I don't know. I, I, like you guys, I totally forgot this even existed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like when it, I remember when it came out, I'm just pissing myself laughing at the video. And, yeah. and, and, I, and you know, we're, we're massive Queen fans and I didn't find that offensive. So I no. don't understand why anybody would find that offensive. But but no, this version is good. It's good fun. It's like a kind of disco rock version. Um, yeah, it's camped up big time. Camped right? up yeah, big yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah. then I, that's that is electric six whole ah, vibe. That's, 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 that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, I actually wish they'd have done more stuff because they were pretty cool. Aye. Um, Some of the other stuff that is quite electronic. No, that's really aye, good. Aye, decent, good decent, aye, totally, aye. totally. No, man, I like this version, man. I, it's just, it's just good. I just enjoy it, and I like the guy's voice. He's got a dead unique voice. Aye, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I do. And the guy, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna guy's vocals are the rule, basically. I'm aye, just gonna yeah. another. Are he Swedish or are he Swedish? I don't know. Actually, no, they're American. Actually, I've got it in my notes. American, American, American rock band. Aye, oh, really? Because uh, oh, some, some of the bands, I wasn't too sure about their background. I've just taken a few notes. So yeah, they're right. American. Yeah. Um, right. I regardless, he puts accents on, doesn't he? So aye, that's bars. maybe what it is. Like. <laughs> bars gold, man. Gay I need to watch that video again. The bit with the hammer, though, right? He's like rubbing <laughs> the hammer, though. <laughs> <Just> fucking <laughs> absolute. See, you could you couldn't do that now, man. Do you know, it's a shame. It's a shame. The, the ham slugging along the tube. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Straight, straight up Richard Gears rectum. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I'll be Richard Gear getting a shut down as well, man. I'll be Roger Taylor, man. Be a joint loss. It. Aye, it'll, be, it'll be Richard Gear who have a, a hamster algorithm. Fucking. Anybody <laughs> 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 mentions his name in hamsters. <laughs> Um, right, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I think it's I, 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 it's it's really, I think the guitars are really cool because it just really just drives the way they've mm. done the guitars are just driving the whole song the whole time. But I like the way it starts off a wee synth bit. The day, I can't remember exactly the rhythm of it, but it's different from the original. It's just this this heavy synth. You know, it's a couple of notes, stops, a couple of notes, stops, and just lets the beat go. And uh, it's I don't I can't remember exactly the rhythm of it, but you'll you'll hear it when you listen to the song. It's really cool. Um, and. Uh, I, th- I think it's I think it's musically it's actually a lot more it's a lot more clever than you would actually aye, get for on the face of it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. there's a few kind of wah guitars that are low in the mix that you can hear on the earphones and stuff, you know, that are, are quite cool. Um and as I saw them, I saw that I actually saw them do this live. <laughs> um, oh really? Uh, I was at oh, a festival, I can't even remember what it was, but uh, but I they were doing this live and I, again obviously it went down really well because Obviously, it's a big, big crowd participation, but because obviously they do that in the song, it gets towards the end, and they hear the, all the audience and all that, and they clap mm-hmm. and all that, you know. So, bye, brilliant. I, I, I think it's just a just puts a smile on your face. This way, yeah, totally, man. It's like they, they, it's like they get it. Aye, yeah. totally, totally. Um, so yeah, you can find this cover on their album Senior Smoke. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Good day, <name>, man. <laughs> um, and obviously it'll be on on our playlist as well because you can get it on Spotify as well. So cool. Um, right, let's rate this one then, Paul. Eight celebration of Queen. Eight. Cool. All the way. Aye. Aye, Joe. Absolutely. And eight as well, definitely. Aye. Aye. For the same reasons as Paul. Yeah. I think I'm an eight as well, man. Gravies. One That's again, me. one of my favourites. I think. Aye. I think so definitely. far, like the ones that I'm really into so far, and you know, a few of the other ones. 
mm-hmm. side's probably the Macy Gray and the Electric Six are my two favourites so far anyway for me. Aye, definitely. But, uh, nice one. So we're going to move on. This is a bit... Um, this isn't really a band. This is this is Save Me. This is by Jeff Scott Soto, who sang with Ingvay Malmsteen. And you've got Bruce Kulik on guitar, who... Uh, play guitar with Kiss and actually a later version of Grand Funk Railroad as well. Mm. So they got together and I don't know who the rest of the members are playing. You know, I don't know who the drummer is and all the rest of it, whoever. Um, but they, but these are the, the two main people on this song. Um, Save Me. And this was part of the Dragon Attack uh, tribute album that was mm-hmm. out in the early 2000s. So lots of different uh, people. John Bush and Scott Ian did that slate. That's right. On that, you know, Glenn Hughes did Get Down, Make Love. You had um, your man, James Labrie from Dream Theater, did Sheer Heart Attack and One Vision, I think. So so this, uh, this song was on, actually on that uh, album. And uh, yeah, so let's dive into it. Save me. And uh, Joe, I'll come to yourself first. I'm assuming this was the first time you'd heard this one. Is that Aye, right? absolutely. Uh, I'd never heard it before. Um, a very, very, very loyal uh, cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a song uh, pleasant to listen to guy sings it very very well you know the, the high the, the, especially when it's into the high part they've lived my life alone I mean yeah. he, he does he does puts, a lot those, puts yeah. everything into it so you can tell the guy loves Queen you know again yeah. um, it's not the most imaginative thing but that's cool no. that's cool they were yeah. asked to cover it for a you know they're just two yeah. guys get together and it sounds very good it's well produced and um, mm. That's all I can say. I, I enjoyed listening to it. But I listen to it again, no. But that's not a negative. It's just because yeah, yeah. it's too close to the original. But I respect the, the chops from yeah. everybody involved in recreating it. Yeah. Cool. Paul? Yeah, I, I think it, uh, back in the the game podcast, I, I, I spoke about this track being right. like one of the first ever power ballads. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so this is absolutely, you get some early singer. You get an early guitar player um, from the, you know, two guys from the 80s and you put them together to do this and they, it works because it's it's basically a power ballad, the, the type of thing that guys like Bruce Kulik and, you know, um, Jeff Scott Soto were, were used to, they were doing it all the time kind of thing. So um, it, it was going to work because the guy can sing for a start. Um, out of all the the songs we've done so far, this is probably the strongest vocal performance. Even though aye, it's aye. a fair, it's fairly straight. He just sings it, you know, as is kind of thing. But he, he's got the strongest voice. Um, oh, aye, easily, aye. Uh, out, out of everyone we've looked at so far, it's for me anyway. Well, may say great, but in a different for a different a different, uh, way, different, aye, aye. different way. Aye. I think uh, the rockers, aye. <laughs> aye, aye, the rock ones, because it's it'd be, it would be unfair to compare him to Macy Gray because they're two yeah. different, ah, exactly, uh, different styles. So, completely, you know, so that so this is the bit, you know the big early rock singer, you know, Leonard Lung, you know, kind of thing, aye. going for it. The hairy chest, can I be? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, aye, yeah. Aye. So, um, but the, you know, there's there's a couple of wee subtle things that are, are good. I think the. I think Bruce Kelly, what he does is um, he takes the, the the little classical guitar thing that Brian does and he, and he extends it. Ah, he does. Aye. He, he, he fleshes it out a bit, which I, I find yeah. really interesting. So that so there's wee bits going on that you know are, are quite interesting. And in it. so it's not just that you know a purely straight cover. Um, the, the guitar playing is fucking great on this. Um, as far as I'm concerned, 
Um, and the, the singing's good. Whoever played the bass and the drums, they're good too. Um, I, yeah, it's you know, it's not it's not um, mind blowing in any way, but it's a very well done uh, well, version. Cover. Yeah, ah, totally. And, yeah. and 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 you get the vibe that these guys that they're into Queen. They, yeah. They've taken it, they've taken the time to to do a good version. Yeah, Aye, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you know they've they've cared about it enough, and as as we we'll, as we'll see as we go on. There's like a, you know, at least one band that obviously didn't give a shit, you know, and put it put something out, but yeah, uh, we'll get to them. Yeah, uh, so yeah, very good person. Sorry, I, no, you're cool. Um, ah, nah, you've he's, he's said all pretty much everything I've got written down here. Um, I think the guitars are excellent, and and I think the I think the ten, t- temptation to overplay was was resisted, you know, big time. Mm. You know, it's it's like his still very tasteful. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a few points I thought he's going to go off in one here, and then he d- never does. He just sticks, yeah. sticks to it, and then again, it, it's almost like a, a you can tell he's more of a you know Brian's a very from from the heart type of player, and you can tell mm. this guy's more of a. You know, accomplished if you want to call it that in terms of like stylistic and all that. You know, they've got to sell his playing, and you know, so some bits are a bit more like you say fleshed out because he's putting his own little kind of spin on it and all that. Um, but uh, I, I think they, you're right, stay, stay faithful. And um, the interesting thing is, I think we talked about, um, I think in one of the pods a way back, you talked about when we talked about Freddie's voice and when Freddie could sing something really soft and then he sings something, you know, in this big rock god voice. It's interesting because we talked about, you know, people at like David Coverdale, they just sound like a, when they're singing mm. soft, it just sounds yeah, like so David Coverdale singing uh. soft. Whereas Freddie was able to manipulate his voice. And it's interesting because you listen to this, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, and he's singing slow, it's still got that. Uh, aye, aye. So aye. It, it's interesting that you always, that's yeah. why Freddie is fucking the best. Amazing, aye. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple, vo- multiple yeah. voices, aye. aye. So as, as great as he, I've heard, you know, a, a job he does, it's just interesting, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, when you when you hear like, you know, the quiet bits that still very much that you know, kind of like, you know, kind of vibe to it. But um, no, no, I, I think it's a solid version. Um, solid version of the song. So Joe, come to you first for that score on this one. I'm giving this a solid six. Cool, man. Paul. I'll, I'll give it a six, yeah. Six as well. I think that's that's worth a six as well. I think I go with that. Six, six, six. man. But anyway, right, let's shift on um, uh, to the next one. And this is, I hope I'm saying this correctly, um, Nico Case. Yeah, Nico. Right, is that the right way yeah. of saying it? Yeah, okay, That's cool. Yeah. Um, and this is a singer, um, she's a vocalist. She actually sang for the New Pornographers, who were a band um, that were out a wee while ago. I actually saw the New Pornographers when I was in the audience for Letterman in New York. Oh, cool. um, they were the band that were playing it. Um, so it was the new pornographers that were on. So no idea until I looked it up that she was a singer for, for them. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to come over to Paul first on this one. Because um, I think you, it, it was yourself, was it? Maybe uh, put this up on Twitter, when, way when back was, and stuff. Yeah, uh, when I was doing uh, my blog for John Deacon's uh, songwriting style uh, thing right, that's yeah. on, on the website, um, I looked up a list of... Uh, um, I was looking up Misfire and uh, I found a site that showed you all the cover versions of Misfire and uh, I think there was two. I can't remember who else did one. But um, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's on Spotify. Stuck it on and I was like, oh, this is cool, man. I really like this kind of thing. Um, and, I, and I think at the time I'd stuck it on uh, 
you know, uh, Twitter and a, a few of the, the folk that follow us said, you know, were commenting on it and stuff. Um, and, and the vibe was that it was, it was a pretty good version. Yeah. Uh, certainly quite a surprising um, choice for a Queen uh, cover. Yeah, not not the most obvious one. Um, but this is, yeah, it's just rockabilly. It's, uh, you know, shit kicking, uh, good time fucking you know, rock, basically, you know, uh, country rock, whatever. Um, the drumming's great, you know, that rockabilly drumming, just, you know... Yeah, uh, beat, uh, yeah, 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 the kind of shuffle beat, you know, it's brilliant. Um, and and um, Nico herself has got a great voice, you know, obviously country style, but um, very clear, very, you know, and she sings it really well. And uh, I get the impression she, like, she likes Queen. She, she certainly likes them enough to choose a very obscure track, you know. Uh, aye, buried, that's a fact, aye. Buried on her third album kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I really like this. I, I like this. There's not a lot to say about it. It's a rockabilly version of Misfire. She sings it fairly straight. It's, yeah, yeah. But it's very good. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. Joe? I'm exactly the same. I enjoyed listening to this. I thought it had, the, had really good energy. It, it totally had the same vibe is the original one in the sense that it was uplifting and she captured that really really well for me it's, uh, it's quite funny hearing a female singing about uh, premature ejaculation I know you know, I, don't I, you I, misfire she's telling a guy you know fucking don't I, shoot your load right now I, exactly. I, I, want, I, I want more of this man I mean, <laughs> is, is it really about that apparently as a you know just a dirty bastard uh, well, it's not. Uh, I, I got it off a website. I, I just, I, I never, it never occurred to me that that was what it was about. And <laughs> somebody I, suggested I was, that. Aye, and I'm like, all oh, right enough. I suppose it is. <laughs> aye. Aye. aye, well, it makes aye. sense. Uh, but I, I like, no, I like, I like, I, I enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm just saying, this. sorry, Joe. I'm just saying, I don't know about that theory. Oh, man. I just, well, <laughs> sorry, I mean, man. I had no idea what the fuck it's all about. Only John can tell us, and you know, if you're listening, John, you never will. Come on, put down the fags, mate, and stop chain smoking and tell us. No, um, ah, I liked this man, I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the vibe, and it had good energy, man. Yeah, good, good cover, yeah. man. Uh, she sang it. I like the lassie's voice, she's quite understated, but yeah, it works. She's good, man. I like that. The voice is the, the, the main thing for it. I mean, the, the, the sort of skiffle beat is really cool and all that, just going away, and it's, it's very different from the original. Um, but again, melodically and, you know, structurally, it's the same. Mm-hmm. But um, her voice is excellent. I, I like it, the fact that it's kind of really untamed. It's kind of like, yeah. it's, it's kind yeah. of, almost it's like the tone of it goes all over the place a wee yeah. bit. But Aye. it's just really raw and really honest. It's, it's just full yeah. of life. One ta- it sounds yeah. like a one-taker, but I, I, I like that. Yeah, Aye. she's enjoying it. She's into it. Yeah, totally. Aye. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really cool version. I like it a lot. And uh, the first time I heard it, I wasn't as enamoured with it as you were, Paul. When you put it on mm. Twitter, I was like, oh, yes, it's all right, you know." And then, but then again, listening to it for this, I was like, "No, this is this is actually getting better for me." So this is a really cool version. Like it a lot. So excellent. Right. Well, let's go this one. Uh, Joe, guess go for you first. Then solid six. Six. I'll go with a seven. Seven. I think I'm going to go with a seven on this one as well because I think there's there's a lot lot, lot, lot of it I like. Excellent. So we've got two more tracks to do and then that'll be us. So I'm going to move on. We're going back to back to metal. So this is Heathen. Yes. Heathen oh, yes. with Death on Two Legs. Now, Heathen, um, 
are a thrash band. Um, and they're from the US. They've been around quite a long time. And uh, yeah, they do a version of Death on Two Legs. Now, uh, I'm going to come to Joe first on this one because um, Joe actually suggested this one. He found it um, before any of the rest of us did. So get your take on it. Well, I came across this by accident. I mean, Heathen's a band that I, I know of. Do you know what I mean? Obviously been into metal and stuff like that. Um, in fact, a little side note, um, we toured with a band called Exodus, or we're quite a well-known um, thrash metal band, and the guitar player from Heathen is also in Exodus as well. Mm-hmm. So nice guy, really, really cool guy. Um, but yeah, I came across this cover and... I was just floored. I, I thought, again, another cover where I can hear these guys love Queen. Do you know what I mean? Because the, att- the attention to detail is brilliant. I even love the fact that, you know, they, they replaced the, the piano parts with a flamenco guitar, you know, yeah, a really string good. guitar. Really and, good. and the guitar playing, the intro, the, the, the piano rolling, they do that so well on the on the, on the the classical guitar. It's, yeah. They just capture mm-hmm. the vibe, but again, gives it a different dynamic. Um Again, har- harmonies are excellent in this thing, man. Like, really, really close attention to the harmonies. And the guitar sound in the heavy part of the start is crushing, oh, man. Uh, and, like, it's crushingly heavy, man. Like, man. crushing. Yeah. But they, they, they just nail all the little... That, so, that, that song's got a lot of little wee, weird t- turns about and stuff like that and weird rhythmical things. And they just they just nail it, bang on the money. Uh, fantastic cover version. And... Out of every thrash band, and there's been quite a few that have covered Queen. You know, you've got Metallica, you've got Testament, um, Scott Ian from Anthrax and John Bush from Anthrax covered at Slate. Yep. You know, so the thrash bands were obviously into Queen, you know. Um, obviously, Queen invented thrash. We've already covered yep. that ground. They did, indeed. They did. I don't give a fuck what Andy says. Stone Cold Crazy is a thrash metal song. So, um, obviously, that that and that, the thinking of that. But um, yeah, I love this, man. Great cover. And by far the best thrash metal band cover of a Queen song, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've said all the, the things that I've, I've got down. Um, uh, he even have, there's only one album that I'm aware of. I think it's a second album. It was someone that I worked with that gave me gave me the CD. And, you know, it was really cool because I think the vocals, like, the vocals are on the, the arms. It's like a screechy thrash kind of vocal that, you know, a lot of the thrash bands had, you know. Um, and the voices, the voices are a bit different on this, a bit more controlled, Aye, a bit more measured good. on this. Um, and I think the harmonies are excellent on it. Um, I have to say, um, and uh, I have said everything else, you know, that I'd had down here, Joe. So, um, I throw over to Paul if there's anything else you want to add. Yeah, uh, the the, uh, the 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 piano bit transcribed into the guitar is just, I mean, it's brilliant. And that, and that that's how you know that these guys are Queen fans because they went to the trouble to do that. You know, it'd have been easier just to do it in keys and whatever. Um, and aye, uh, it's the, the, the dum dum bit, dum dum, it's heavy, man. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. Um, and it's you know, it's got it's got the, the attitude and everything. Aye, yeah, the delivery, the vocal delivery, it's yeah. got the bite, it's got the bite, it's yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant. As far as I'm concerned, one of the one of the best um, things we've we've looked at tonight, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. All right. Absolutely. Right. Well, let's rate this then. Death on two legs by Heathen. So, Paul. Eight. Eight for Paul. Joe. Eight. Eight as well. I am going to go an eight as well. Yeah. I agree with you on this one. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, this Heathen version will be on the uh, Spotify playlist as well. So check it out. Now, we're going to finish up now with, uh, I guess, another metal band. Um, or they were once upon a time. And it's Queensryche. Now, Queensryche, I've covered innuendo. And Queensryche, if you're not aware, we're a, a metal band, uh, very big in the 80s and early 90s. I mean, their Empire album went multi-platinum, sold about five or six million copies, you know, so they were big stuff at one point in, point in time. Um, great band at one, one point, absolutely great band, eh? Indeed, yeah. indeed they were. So, um, yeah, changed days, they've kind of f- fell away and... Yeah, um, I'm not going to the history. If you're really bothered about that, look it up. But um, yeah, they've covered innuendo. Um, I'm, I'm going to start things off with this one. Um, I actually heard this one. I actually bought their album, Take Cover, which was all cover versions of songs. And to be honest, I can't really remember what's on it. I think I remember Scarborough Fair's on it. Scarborough Welcome to Machine. Oh, yeah, Welcome to the Machine. That's right. That's on it as well. Um, but this is this was on it. And this was the big kind of, oh, wonder what they do with this kind of thing. And, geez, oh, my, my, taking a really hard-hitting, dark song and making it almost happy as well. It's like they've, they've actually taken all the hard edge out of this song and they've smoothed it off with harmonies and, and overplaying. And, and it's just... Deviations completely from the melody. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's... The, yeah. You know, so the big the big hooks in the song, like the, the main riff at the start, um, is is glossed over with with strange melodies on the you know ha- mm-hmm. harmonized guitars. And we actually get to the bit where you know after the you can't be anything you want to be, but and then you've got the it's a really bit that comes oh, really really hits you right. The Queen version hits you right in the fucking face, and mm-hmm. you're expecting a metal band to, to take that and maybe even ramp it up even more. But no, Aye. they don't. They drown it in this more ridiculous guitars. Um, to the point, I mean, all the hard edge in this song that existed is gone in this version. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, we're talking about heathen, really, you know, you know, before this, you know, taking the heavy bits and really accentuating them and yeah, all the other bands. Modernising it. And yeah. I, this, I don't know what this is. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a total mess. And even the, even the flamenco bit is like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like just, mm-hmm. you're, you're whittling and it's going nowhere. Um, it's, it's it, there's no coherence to what you're playing. Um, I mean, I mean, vocally, I mean, Jeff Tate was past his best at this point, um, but the vocals are, are okay. They're not like terrible, but it's to me, it's the it's the music, it's the band that's really fucked this up, you know. And I don't know who arranged it. Maybe Tate had something to do with arrangement. I don't know, but it's it's the band that really fucked this up. Jeff Tate's singing, yeah, yes, I agree. He's singing a different melody and he's not quite sticking with the, the, the mm-hmm. melody can. But I don't know. It, it's, it feels like there's a key change in this as well. They've actually changed the key to the song as well, but I, I, I can't absolutely say for sure that they have, but it just sounds like they have. It's it's just an awful version. It's it's like, it's, it's take, take this, take a song like that. It's like, you've got to be confident you know what you're doing. Because mm. um, this is one of Queen's best songs. Ah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to know what you're doing with it. Um, and they, they, they're actually showing again. Queen's right were always a band that, that had had chops, and I know that at this point they they maybe original members. There's maybe only like three left: the drummer, one of the guitarists, and Jeff Tate himself. So they still got three of the staples that were there way back in the day. Yeah. To, to you know, so that they have got the chops and they have got mm. their musical ability to do a good version of this. But why they did this? And mm. did it this way. I have got no idea. It's a mm-hmm. 
fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll let you guys jump in if you <laughs> if you want to take it any further. This is a, an absolute mess. Um, <laughs> exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's just it's overplayed, and it, and it, and it would be fine if they decided to actually listen to the original song. Aye, that would have helped. And get the actual proper melody. And Uh, play that. And overplay that. But it's as if they've listened to the song maybe twice and they're trying to remember what it it sounds like. Aye, aye, I get that. Because it's almost like there's little bits where they've just remembered, oh, there's that little bit in it. You know, it's it's as if they're just... It sounds as if they're rehearsing the fucking thing. It sounds like a run-through and it's like, well, you know, but obviously we're going to, you know, refine this. And uh, because the thing know. is, right on the guitars. In fairness, we're we're talking about we're talking about these bands that have all done these covers and they're putting their own stamp on it, so they actually sound like the bands that are covering them in many yeah. ways. Um, you know, Nine Inch Nails versions are a perfect example of that. Um, and you do hear that, you know, you do hear it's Queen's right up kind of thing you know with those harmony harmonies that are in it they're very queen's right esque harmonies and that's okay I, I that's play fine. the melody but play, play the melody. melody that's yeah. it that's it it's just yeah. like you're, you're you're actually trying to turn that into your own song and I, I get that I get that from structurally and all the rest of it and but again just back to the bits that are actually essential to the song you've, you've actually yeah, crippled yeah. them and you've crippled the best I mean if, if you wanted to mess about with some of the other things don't mess about with the fundamentals of the song yeah. You know, and, especially and, if you're doing a cover of this type. Yeah, and, and the the big chord at the start, the big E uh, five power chord thing that that Brian May lets ring out. You know, <laughs> that's that's not there. You know, it's well, it's kind of there, but it's not. You know, but there's other stuff going on, and they're, they're not they're not letting anything on this breathe properly. Mm-hmm. They're not just, you know, letting a note ring out. It's just so busy. It's so, you know, it's, it's just so overplayed. It's unbelievable. It's, it's as if they're just trying to get their shit together, you know, and, and uh, somewhere along the line they'll do a proper version of it. It's as if they're just, ah, they'll just chuck it out. And Jeff Tate, if that's his best, best take in the vocals, he's all over the fucking place, as far as I'm concerned. It, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's terrible. It's just terrible, and and when you consider, you know how great Queens right were. Oh, I absolutely, I makes it even know, worse. Makes I, it even worse. I mean, Operation Mindcrime and Empire, as far as I'm concerned, are two masterpieces of of heavy metal. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, okay, it's it's just a cover version that you know people just die. It's just a cover, you know. But I know uh, we don't need to get that serious about it. I get it. Aye, aye, but. It's one of Queen's greatest songs, and right. it's it's got three parts, and it's got you wouldn't know that this you know they, they were covering a song with three parts because there's no space between anything. I uh, know no. everything's just fucking shoved in, you know, packed in. And again, I think if, I think if this was a Queen's right song, if they presented this and this, this was their song, you'd be like, well, this, this, this is really interesting. There's something happening. There's something happening here, you good. know. Uh, you know, uh, but when you know that, you know what the, the original version is, and you know what they're trying to do. It's like, you're, you're, yeah, it's you, you know what the song is is meant to be and could be, you know, and mm. all this kind of stuff. But anyway, nah, I'm just rambling yeah. shite. So. <laughs> piss poor. Aye. Do you like it? Don't you? I love it, mate. Um, <laughs> you've yeah, you've said everything. That it's it's. This 
isn't innuendo the song. No. The the only thing that no. I can hear that's even closely resembling anything from the originals, the, the vocal melody to a degree, and even that's changed. Yeah, and he's a bit wavered on that as well. No. Aye, like like none of the motifs are kept. None of the the no. the, 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 the melody. It's, it's a different. It actually is a different song, but not in a good way, in a reinvented way. It's just yeah. like. This isn't innuendo the song. It's like they wrote a completely different song and got Jeff Tate to sing the melody of innuendo over the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrible, and the production is fucking awful on it. Ah, his his voice is his voice is too loud in the mix. It's like it's sitting way above the music, which just makes it even more disorientating because it doesn't feel like it's a band playing together. It only mm. adds to that whole. Everything's all uneven and and I there's there's no de- in the original version of innuendo there's divine there's defining stops in the song when it changes into the different part of the song yeah, like you yeah. said those are non-existent in this and dynamically yeah. yeah how the fuck a band with their pedigree yeah and uh, you know you look at something like Silent Lucidity. Aye, that's, that's beautiful. That's, it's a, that's aye. a fucking masterpiece. Aye, aye. absolutely. Perfectly capable of doing, aye, doing aye. stuff like that. You know, I, I genuinely. By that point, that, no, no, they weren't. Well, <laughs> that's that's well, the point, you know. Aye, I genuinely. Aye, but that. I mean, that's the song's already fucking laid out for them. I mean, so <laughs> aye, it's like aye, they don't aye. really think that hard about how you know how it goes. It's it's there. It exists. But, uh, but this is the worst cover that we've spoke about tonight. Hands yes. down. Yes, down. This is the fucking worst. This is a piece of shit in every way, shape, and form. All right, and, I, and that's coming for a guy that, that loved two Queensryche albums. Do you know what I mean? Ah. Terrible. Awful. Oh, on that note, let's get the scores then. Joe, let's get your score then. I'm, I'm being honest here. I'm giving this nothing. A zero. This is wow. fucking awful. It's, it, it's terrible in every shape, every way. Performances aren't particularly good on it. There's mm. no excuse for a band of this pedigree. To, to basically play this badly because it's not very well played either. Paul? Can I give it zero? Oh. Of course you can. If you think it's genuinely worth a zero, aye? It is. Aye, fuck it, zero. Because it's, it's such an amazing song as well, which only makes it even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a one. I'll give it a one just in the fact that, you know, it, there's maybe like two seconds in the whole song that, that it's recognisable, so, so I'll give it one. That's actually an accomplishment in itself to cover a song and actually have absolutely nothing in it that's familiar <laughs> to the original. All right, so uh, we've been through our 14 tracks. Um, the 14 we chose for this, I know there's other Queen's uh, you know, covers out there, but based on the 14 that we chose and talked about, so the winners, the best covers on our playlist are... Electric Six, Radio Gaga, yes. and joint with Heaven, Death on Two Legs. Cool. So that's the two. Yeah. They both get 24 points. So they are the, and dead last, it's not a big surprise, was the Queensryche version of Innuendo. And uh, closely fallen behind that was a Dream Theater cover. <laughs> <our> <laughs> covers. So, um, and everything else in between was was fairly modest to, to good as well. So, aye. So, no, that was cool. And I think, um, like I say, there's lots of cover versions out there. I mean, uh, you know, a few mentions. Um, you've got obviously that Dragon Attack that Joe mentioned by Testament. You've got Bohemian Rhapsody by Bruce Dickinson and Montserrat Caballé, which would have been an inter- interesting one to cover. But 
maybe not, maybe another time I will, maybe throw up our, our thoughts on that on Twitter or whatever. And I think it's not necessarily a cover because the lyrics get changed, but I think Weird Al's cover of uh, Another One Rides a, the, well, oh, another one rides a Bus, you know, <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. The lyrics in that are fucking genius. Aye, they're dynamite. Aye, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, dynamite. Weird Al gets a lot of love in this podcast, especially oh, early on. Aye. Um, all right, we're going to wrap things up here. So that is uh, our Queen cover versions. Um, aye, go check them out if you haven't heard some of these. Um, I think it's it's worthwhile again check out the playlist and we'll put the links to the, the YouTube uh, ones that are not on Spotify so we'll go and have a listen and if you're not on Spotify I'm sure you can just hit YouTube and actually get these other ones as well if uh, mm. you're not already already on Spotify so cool um, so thanks for listening we're going to wrap things up and uh, look out for our not episode which is on Revolver by the Beatles so have a look out for that um, as well on the, the feed if you're not already seen it if you're a Beatles fan if you're not a Beatles fan you know check it out and get our thoughts because Paul's a massive Beatles fan and me and Joe are very casual Beatles fans so it's uh, yeah so have a listen and see what you think but anyway I'm going to leave it there and take care everybody look after yourselves yeah goodbye see ya. see ya.